Isaiah chapter 41, verses 21 through 29. Set forth your case, says the Lord. Bring your proofs, says the king of Jacob. Let them bring them and tell us what is to happen. Tell us the former things, what they are, that we may consider them, that we may know their outcome or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what is to come hereafter, that we may know that you are God's. Do good or do harm, that we may be dismayed and terrified. Behold, you are nothing, and your work is less than nothing. An abomination is he who chooses you. I stirred up one from the north, and he has come from the rising of the sun, and he shall call upon my name. He shall trample on rulers as on mortar, as the potter treads clay. Who declared it from the beginning that we might know and beforehand that we might say he is right? There was none who declared it, none who proclaimed, none who heard your words. I was the first to say to Zion, behold, here they are. And I give to Jerusalem a herald of good news. But when I look, there is no one. Among these, there is no counselor who, when I ask, gives an answer. Behold, they are all a delusion. Their works are nothing. Their metal images are empty wind. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How about some slam poetry today? <laughs> um, right. First are, of all, we, we got our tattoos. Yeah. Now we're doing slam yeah, poetry. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, Isaiah's wild. So, I mean, it's just bringing love out. Love this man. I cannot wait to meet him. I know. I know. I know. It's I know. just bringing out all the right. all the rowdiness on ODR. Mm. I love it. Mm. So we're continuing through Isaiah 41 and God uh, I mean, this is this really just is like a straight up slam poem to uh, to idols, yeah, and uh, to these you know gods of these pagan nations. And w- what's awesome is that as we read Isaiah, we're going to find not a God who hates the people of these nations, but a God who's actually going to gather His people in from yeah. all these nations, all these yeah. tribes, all these tongues, all these languages and people groups, and so. Uh, he has his sights set here on the the idols holding these people captive, mm-hmm. and um, you know the that are turning these people into abominations and into fools. Right. Um, and so, you know, we have some very aggressive, competitive imagery. <laughs> I love, I love. You know, it starts out uh, in case it wasn't very clear in the reading of it. Basically, he's saying in the kind of the first few verses, like. Okay, like you're a God. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the things before the earth's foundation. Yeah. Or tell us, give us a word of prophecy. Things that are to come. Yeah. Or just do something good or do harm. Do yeah. something. Yeah. You are nothing. It, like, <laughs> it's such a like, ooh, I know, golly. I know. So, especially when you think about the, uh, again, the culture that these people were living in. Babylonians were astrologers. They were diviners. Yeah, they, yeah. I even read... Like they would cut open sheep and like predict things based, look at the, you know, how the intestines fell and yeah. then say, this means this, this. I mean, just yeah. honestly silly well, compared to totally. what God is, uh, you know, just even the things that we've talked about in the last few days. But yeah, he's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Stop, let's stop talking. It. Let's see it. Let's, let's do something. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like uh, Elijah with the, <laughs> right, of and Baal, the prophets of Baal, Daniel yeah. with the wise men of mm, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Uh, Fair or Moses with Pharaoh's uh, magicians. I almost said Pharaoh's musicians. Pharaoh's magicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a motif. Um, and here it's kind of you know normally it's more 
displayed through these stories of real people. Um, but here and in other moments in Isaiah and in the prophets of the Old Testament, we have God just offering what he really thinks about the whole situation. Yeah. So yeah, what what did you make of this passage, Jennifer? I know, well, I think, again, just how, I mean, this isn't the first time Isaiah has hit on idolatry nope. or God for that matter. Nor throughout will it be all the last. Right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say he's saying our root problem is uh, false gods and mm-hmm. seeking false salvation. So um, it would really be worth our time to think about, I think, well, one thing to think about what an idol is today um, and just how much we look, um, like one commentator said, it's anything other than God that we absolutize or mm. as essential to our peace, our self-image, our contentment, our own sense of control, our acceptability. Mm. Um, and then Martin Luther, he said, um, a God is that to which we look for all good in which we find refuge in every time of need. To have a God is nothing else than to trust and believe him with our whole heart. That to which your heart clings and entrusts itself, I say, really is your God. And that, I was like, okay, let's think. Because, I mean, God is saying they're futile. And I think sometimes it's hard to connect the dots about like what is an idol in my life. But then when I think about what I'm actually putting my faith in, what I think I won't be okay um, or sometimes for me, it's like, if I think about my kids is when my idols really come out, like what, what do I want for them that I think will make them okay mm-hmm. and, um, happy and, yeah. you know, complete in this life or whatever. If the answer is not Jesus, like Christ yeah. alone, then your faith is leading you to, it's, is telling you where you're finding your false God, where you're finding your false salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important to think about like where we're finding these things and then read this in light of like, but even, I mean, just absolute futility. They're nothing. And again, reminding us how much he is active in history, how he is stirring up one nation to come. um, And just, they have no power. Mm. They're nothing Mm. to bring what we really need. Yeah. I think we can really take this, you know, obviously we are not necessarily always surrounded by these like little figurine idols, um, as in in these pagan nations. But I think like the, the root here is that a God is competitive. Um, he's jealous Mm -hmm. for the hearts of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Ezekiel 33, he, he does not delight in the death of the wicked, but that Mm -hmm. they should turn to him and live. Um, you know, God wills that none should perish. Like these, these ideas, like God, God is competitive for the hearts of people. He's jealous for the hearts of people and he will punish people who, who harden their heart to him Yeah, and, and, you know, basically choose to act the fool. Um, but he's jealous for fellowship with his people. And so, you know, that is a central fruit or a central truth. Yeah. Of and this. connect the dot, like how important it is for us to, to connect the dots in that. Like your, your suffering, your um, unfulfilled desires, your, um, I mean, honestly, a lot of hardship. It, it's worth praying and asking, see, asking God to show you, is this tied to your jealousy for my heart in keeping me from pursuing absolute futility that will only lead yeah. to death. Yeah. Like the love in that. And so yeah. many times we see the hardships and not getting 
what we want and things not working out and us thinking I can't be happy. Like I, I just cannot be mm-hmm. happy without, you know, X, Y, and Z totally. is God's way of keeping us in this place to recognize the futility of it. I mean, totally. he just loves us so much totally. that he wants us to bring, bring us in just complete faith and trust in him. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us to like what I kind of see is like the second central truth here, which is mm-hmm. when we're dealing with idolatry, compare fruit. And so here, you know, God is challenging uh, these these so-called gods to do literally anything, right? like literally anything, anything. And but I would say like what we can take from that and sort of apply to ourselves is we we are all surrounded by these idols that are that are vying for our attention and for our affection and mm-hmm. for us to desert our faith in the the God of Israel, the most high God, and to turn to them. And I would just say compare fruit. And you know, I think a good example, like my mind, since this is sort of the background struggle of my faith journey and a lot of my friends is with growing up into this secular world Mm -hmm. where the idols are like autonomy, uh, Mm self-determination, all these things, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, just like, and and this could sound trite, but like, I really don't mean it in any way, but like take somebody who's followed down that road and then take somebody who has faithfully, according to like what we see in the character of God, who has faithfully walked with God mm-hmm. for decades, mm-hmm. you know, somebody and, and just trace them down the line and then compare fruit. And I would just say like, if somebody walked in the power of the Holy spirit for decades and decades mm-hmm. and just turned up a resentful, bitter, mm-hmm. ugly, frustrated old man or woman mm-hmm. through abiding in the love of God, Mm-hmm. then you have great reason to doubt the validity of the cross. Yeah. And if the people who are walking away after, you know, decades and decades were just filled with soundness right. and wisdom, and stability, and peace, and, stability, yeah, joy, uh, right. then that's also, you know, that would be a shaky foundation for our faith. Yeah. But I, I just promise you as somebody who's done this and, and it's been a massive means of God's grace to me, if you trace the thread, yeah, you know, if, even in the heaviest moments of my faith, uh, of wrestling with God, what I look at when I look at the fruit of the God of God and the idols, I I just come away. It's like, man, in forty years, I want right. like, I want to be like my granddad. Yeah, oh, I want to yeah. be like Ed Butler. Yeah, I want to be like David Dieter. You know, like, yeah. and, and that is sort of like this the even in the temporal lives that we live, we can look forward um, at other people. We can look at fruit and see what did God grow in this person and what do these supposed idols grow in other people? Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way of just pointing yourself back to the Lord. And to be, um, also just to be reminded that you have to be intellectually honest in those um, things because you can't just go to people who claim be followers of Christ like you yeah, exactly. want to you want to go to again you have to have some basis of the word like of who God what should God look like um what should a follower of God look yeah. like and that's actually such a great way again Isaiah is saying the same thing because 
in the end of this, he's like, behold, um, you know, in verse 24, essentially saying this behold language again, um, which is means to look carefully mm-hmm. at what you're like. That's basically what you're saying. Look carefully at people who are following um, the course of this world, who are totally. following, bowing totally. down to these idols. Look with care and see that they are nothing. And then in verse 29, behold, they are a delusion. But then that sets us up for 42, behold my servant. Come on. Uh, there is Come only on. one way out of this like yeah, <laughs> darkness, yeah. right? Exactly, is um, Christ. And exactly. Isaiah is going to point us to him in the weeks to come. And we can look at people who profess Christ, but also their lives line up Amen. with who Christ Amen. actually is. And yeah, you're you're not going to find one absolutely who is a monster. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, I love that. And there's no better way to finish up this passage and looking forward to Jesus. So we'll leave it there for today. But I mean, we could certainly plumb the depths all day mm-hmm. on. Um, this the, was fun. the beauty of God and the f- folly of turning from him. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave you to that uh, to do on your own time today. Yeah. But for Jennifer McClish, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow in Isaiah 42 on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.